Today on City Cash Chicago, Matthew Cherry's animated short Hair Love won both an Oscar and was a New York Times bestselling children's book. But for the writer, director, and Chicago native, the story of this family was far from over. So he created Young Love, a new Max animated series. Ahead of tomorrow's premiere, we asked Cherry why this story needed to be set on the West Side. It's Wednesday, September 20th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is what Chicago is talking about. Dad, this dude ain't doing it for me. I mean, I didn't want to hurt her feelings, but she got me kicked off the red carpet. Oh, no. Wait, what red carpet? It's figurative, but never mind that. You just need to do something fast. All right, how about some Afro puffs? Yes, that will go great with my gown. Your nightgown? Again, figurative. Just hurry, please. Oh, hello, Regina. What's that? You like my Afro puffs? Oh, <laughs> well, thank you. And why, yes, they are refined. Oh, <laughs> oh him? That's just my assistant, Stephen. Of course you can borrow him. <laughs> Hey, thank you for making time. Welcome to CityCast. Hey, thanks for having me, man. Good to be here. Hey, I see the two posters behind you. You got Hair Love. <laughs> On one side, you got Young Love. Yep. I love this for you. Um, the short <laughs> Hair Love was about a father, you know, doing his young daughter's hair while her mother was sick in the hospital. Uh, my nieces, their names are Zion and Zuri. Uh, both of them love oh, the movie. No. <laughs> they both got the picture book. Why did you want to continue the story with a TV show? Yeah, I mean, you know, there was just the response to it has been so incredible. Like, um, I mean, God, the short won an Oscar. The book has been on the New York Times bestseller list like 40 some odd times. Mm -hmm. Like we got a natural hair care line with Dove that has Zuri on each bottle, you know, like Blue Ivy read our audio book. It's just like (laughs) none of these things happen with like Kickstarter campaigns. I love that in that. (laughs) I mean, you got a record-setting Kickstarter. You've won an Oscar, <laughs> but honestly, most people gonna hear Blue Ivy oh, read yeah, the audio book, <laughs> and she's still on tour right now, and that's that's probably the coolest thing, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, yeah, you know, obviously with the Blue Ivy thing, just all the hate she was getting, you know, when you know J and B were trying to have her grow out her natural hair, it just felt like kind of a fitting way to just have her be the voice of trying to teach young black boys and girls to kind of like love their own hair. So that was great, but uh. Yeah, you know, it just, it felt like all this amazing stuff happened. It just felt like, man, like, this is crazy. This, this is off a short. Like, it would be amazing if we could just continue the story. And, um, you know, there were a lot of backstory we already had in, like, the short in the picture book. Like, we knew they were from Chicago. We knew that, you know, Stephen was, worked in music. He was a music producer. We knew that Angela was a hair vlogger slash hairstylist. Um, we knew Zuri had a lot of confidence and she's just like a ball of energy and, you know, as a natural born leader, she's, you're like, are you six going on 60? Like, you're just, you're, you're one of those kids that like people say that you've been here before. So um, all that was already there. And so we just kind of expanded on it and um, really try to do a show that focuses on like a millennial couple who isn't quite married yet, aren't really feeding into the traditional gender roles, right? Mm-hmm. Like, because, you know, when rent is so expensive, you gotta. We both gotta tap in. Exactly. You know, wife, you gotta go to work early. I'm gonna hold it down for the, you know, with the fam and vice versa. So it's less about that. It's more about just surviving and getting it mm-hmm. done. I think the millennial thing too is just really like just wanting to like live out these dreams, but also they're very present for their kid too. Yeah, we just really try to expand on it. So you know, we introduced 
their grandparents that are new, you know, Loretta Devine, Harry Lennox holding down the grandparents role. So funny. No, both of them are already uh, <laughs> hilarious in just the first few episodes that I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's already cool because the voices just jump out to you. These yep. are these are iconic voices from my childhood. Yep. Um, and hearing them coming through the screen is so dope. I mean, we have Angela Young, voiced by Issa Rae. We got Stephen Love, voiced by Kia Cuddy. Uh, we've got Brooke Moreau, Conway, and Zuri. Why do you think people fail so in love with this family, with hair love, with with Rocky the Cat? Why, why do you think yeah. people just are so <laughs> attached to it in, in the different iterations of hair love? You know, typically the things that are first or first ish are the ones that, you know, tend to be the ones that kind of get that big footprint. And, you know, that's really what we try to do with this. You know, a lot of our peers were doing these like kind of darker and just, you know, more like prestige dramas, you know, I'll say kind of on the indie circuit. And um, I don't know, I just always have been a fan of things that were a little bit more family friendly, things that make you feel good when you leave the theater. You know, all like the classic Disney movies and the Warner Brothers Looney Tunes cartoons, just things that like make you smile, make you feel something. They give you a little medicine with the candy. So there's a little bit of heart in it. And, you know, ultimately it packs a little punch too. The last Chicago TV conversation we had was with the creators of Southside. And that pressure that Chicago artists feel to create a show that, you know, not only speaks to the masses, but speaks to the crib is is very important. How important was that for you to to move from Hair Love, which it's a little ambiguous where it's set, whereas you come into Young Love and it's the west side of Chicago. Was was that something that uh, brought you excitement, brought a little bit of pressure? Honestly, it always was set on the west side of Chicago. Um, Mm. You know, that's where both sides of my family are from. You know, kind of the best memories growing up, you know, are are from there. And um, yeah, you know, even though obviously there wasn't dialogue, so they weren't like representing and saying like, you know, where they were from. Like, it's if you go back and relook like that, they're in the same brownstone. Is Chicago a character in the show as well? Oh, very much so. I mean, from the art, you know, we literally, man, we were just like, (laughs) <laughs> so meticulous in making sure that the two flats look like how they should. You know, the the young love home is kind of modeled after my grandmother's house. She's from West Garfield Park, you know, right across from, uh, you know, Garfield Park and like by, you know, Providence St. Mel. And so we really wanted to like represent that. Um, you know, just I think the relatability, you know, the struggle. Chicago gets such a bad rap in the mainstream media just because any type of violent thing happens throughout the country. People always want to throw Chicago out there. And it's just like, you know, Chicago, honestly, if you really look into it, is their violence is just on par with any other major city. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of an easy target because the better gun laws. But you got Indiana and all these other states surrounding it that don't have gun laws. So it's really easy to get it over the border. And so we just really wanted to represent, like, shine a light on the city, show that there are some amazing, hardworking people here, show the warmth of it, the community, mm-hmm. you know, just the overall vibe of it. You know, so, you know, setting it there was really important. And Typically, when you think about Black Chicago, the South Side always gets mad love. Obviously, shout out to Diallo and Bashir. South Side was incredible. You know, wish it could have still been going. But, you know, you never really see the West Side depicted and so many greats from there. And you obviously the Brat, you know, uh, and, and so many others. And that's just kind of what I knew and, you know, wanted mm-hmm. to represent that part of it, too. 
I mean, speaking to that that Chicago connection that, you know, we're I'm a native South Side. We're constantly talking about the the dynamics of black Chicago, whether you're from the South yeah. Side or the West Side. When you're writing this, are you inserting those those like inside jokes for people, you know, who are from the South and West Side that maybe might go over everybody else's head. Yeah, you know, honestly, man, it was a little hard to, to be honest. Animation has such a long lead time. Like we yeah. started working on this show in 2020. So even some of those references that we may have put in that were relevant in 2020, you know, shit, we had a whole another mayor, you know what I'm saying? We, <laughs> we could have threw digs, you know, digs at her or, or whatever. And, you know, now we've been looking really dated because now she's not even in the office anymore. So <laughs> it's just like we we did what we could. Obviously, we got, you know, some some lingo in there, you know, a couple boguses getting thrown out there, you know, referencing <laughs> mild sauce and making sure things are fried hard and strawberry kiwi juice. You know, just we, we definitely got a few in there, but uh, it wasn't as many as I would have hoped. And it was just really more so... I don't I didn't want like Cuddy or Issa saying things that didn't feel authentic. You know what I'm saying? Understood. It's like an LA person trying to hit the Chicago slang. It's just not gonna hit the same. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, you got a dirk reference thrown in there. Yeah, um, yeah. We I, got I dirk caught in that there. pretty yarn. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. We all our, you know, re- re- references, we knew Dirk would still be hot, you know, three years later. So, you know, Dirk threw the bulls in there. Like, you know, we got got in there what we could. You talk about working on this project for three years. I mean, not only is that such a long labor of love, but you spent a lot of time with these characters. You you started this process off a six minute, mostly dialogue free short to now a full fledged TV show. So for you, who is the the young love family? Man, you know, just they're very hardworking. You know, Steven is, um, you know, aspiring music producer. Uh, he had to take like about a year off of, from work just to make sure he was able to hold hold down the family and hold down Zuri while Angela was kind of fighting for her life. And so, you know, we get to see him coming back and trying to like be relevant again, you know, mm-hmm. like he's not somebody that was in the clubs anyway because he has a young daughter. So now he's trying to make sure that his sound that he really looks at is more futuristic, like a Pharrell, is um, trying to just maintain his art and not sell out for what the hot new thing is, right? So we'll, we'll see a lot of that in his journey. He's also somebody who's like a bit adverse to conflict. So a lot of his funny situations come from just him. Like if he would have dealt with something head on, you know, would have worked out for him. But because he, you know, so I'm, I'm kind of like that a bit. Like I hate dealing with directly with conflict in, in some instances. So, you know, that's Steven, Angela, obviously coming off this big health scare, you know, the whole mm-hmm. season really just is about her trying to get back to, where she was before, you know, just when you look death in the face and you're just like dealing with that and then you come out on the other side of it, you know, it really just makes you question everything. And then Zuri, Zuri's just Zuri, man. She's just a, she's, a rock she's star, like, G. Yeah, she's she's a rock star. She's Chall- fun. Challenging she's her a, grandparents. Yeah. You know, talking through <laughs> crisis with her father, being emotionally sensitive to her mom. You, you yeah. see that early on. Like, this is a dynamic young person that you created. How fun was it to oh, to, to write the, this character? She's my favorite part of the show. You know, I think one is like to represent that Gen Z vibe, you know, just kids mm-hmm. that really if they see a problem they're not trying to sit back and just like let it you know grow bigger you know like she wants to attack things heads on obviously she's still six years old so you know it may not be the best problem solving but she's going to try her best you know one of the hardest things for the show is just the tone right like we have three million copies of the hair love picture book that got shipped so you know you have you know a bit nice portion of the country that is familiar with this story and has read the book to their kids of all different kind of groups and races, right? And 
it's like you don't want to alienate them. You know, you still want it to be where like they can come and still watch the show. But hey, remember that picture book we got and we watched that short film we watched? Like now we can watch the show together. You know, six and twenty-six is a pretty wide gap from like unha- expecting an adult to care about what a six-year-old is going through and also what these adults are. So we try to raise her up to make her situations a little bit more adult. And that helped us a little bit with the tone too. Beautiful. Uh hair love was so much about these the celebration of not only black hair, uh, but black family. How does Young Love build on those themes? Uh, but what are some of the other things that you're going to be exploring throughout these these few episodes? Yeah, you know, it's just, you know, we have a 12 episode season. And so, you know, we really just try to, um, you know, just show, a, a, you know, a relatable black family just trying to live and survive. You know, like we're dealing with themes of gentrification, you know, appropriation, you know, imposter syndrome, you know, just all things kind of in between, um, you know, gender um, norms and, and kind of rules like, you know, how to parent, you know, soft parenting versus kind of like the old school way. You know, we just really try to go deep with some of these things. And because it's animation, you can't really be too topical in the moment. You got to like really think about things that are still going to be around, you know, in two or three years. So that, I think that really helped us come with more universal te- themes as opposed to like how sitcoms can name drop you know, Kanye or whatever the hot thing is at the moment. In what ways are some of these stories personal for you? Like you said, they're navigating similar things that you navigated in early adulthood and childhood. What was it like to bring some of those to this show? Yeah, man, you know, like I was very much like Zuri, like very, uh, you know, ball of energy, you know, getting in trouble because, you know, in in kindergarten, not doing the nap time, you know, like always trying to get into something. So very much relate to her, like Steven, obviously, you know, Loki, even like Loki looks like me with locks and all that. So, you know, we really just try to have him be somebody who kind of represented like how myself and a lot of people felt like in their 20s, just like how it feels like no matter what you do, like your break may never come. Like you get a win, but then like your car breaks down, you know, you get a win and then something else happens and they take your money. And so we really wanted him and Angela to really personify that energy. And, then you know, I think with Angela, she's just super relatable too. like. She's a mom that really is, uh, and also just their relationship, like, you know, showing, showcasing two different black couples on the show with like Angela, Steven, and also Gigi and Russell, like just showing how that black love is just like, it doesn't matter how old you are, you know, like we're going to represent and show how they support each other, you know, maybe Mm -hmm. in different ways, but it's really cool just seeing how all these three different generations of the young loves kind of handle different problems. I don't think this has ever been done. I've never seen a family that was in their 20s that was like struggling and trying to figure out how to make it and also had a young child. You know, the lead has tattoos. He has locks, like all the various hairstyles that we have in our show, just the richness of the storytelling, like, you know, the the beauty and the animation and the artwork. Like I could go on and on, you know, and I, I can tell I can tell I love it. And, you know, I think people really will dig it. Nice. Matthew Cherry is a writer, director, and the creator behind Max's new animated series, Young Love. Thank you for making time for CityCast Chicago. I appreciate you, man. Thank you so much. Before I let you go, a little bit of news, y'all. Mayor Brandon Johnson and the Illinois Restaurant Association may have reached a compromise on ending Chicago's sub-minimum wage for tip workers. The proposal will gradually bring tip workers to the same minimum wage as everybody else over the next five years. And some good news. 
Chicago has plenty of Oktoberfest celebrations this month with two of the largest happening this weekend. You can catch the three-day St. Al's Oktoberfest in Lakeview beginning Friday and the two-day Oktoberfest in Oak Park. You can check the show notes for more information. As always, we appreciate you for listening. Feel free to complete the CityCast Love Triangle by subscribing to Hey Chicago at chicago.citycast.fm. I'm going to talk to you tomorrow. Peace. You haven't finished the CityCast trifecta. You know, it would be a double-factor triangle. I mean, you, CityCast, and Hey Chicago. That's a trifecta. Triangle. Whatever.